Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to an exciting edition of the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Happy to be here on this Friday. I'm excited about this show. We've got a great show for you. It is going to be my special high school football show. Going to talk about the Braves. They had an afternoon game against the Diamondbacks. Going to talk about that Thursday night football game. Was anybody watching? I mean, seriously. That was bad. And I'm going to preview some of the big college football games this weekend, and I will make my NFL picks. All right, it is really hard to do a Friday show when you have so much sports to cover. I feel like because we're in a pennant race and we got a week left in the Major League Baseball season that I'm putting all my focus on what the Braves are doing every single game. We also have the Ryder Cup going on. I mean, it's just a crazy, crazy time to do sports. I'm off this week. As far as calling football games, my next football game will be October the 1st as Russell County will take on Opelika. Russell County is actually on the road this week taking on Beauregard and looking forward to getting scores from that game and having a recap on Monday's show. But first, let's talk about the Atlanta Braves. The Atlanta Braves lost 6-4 to the Arizona Diamondbacks in, in game four. So the Diamondbacks avoid the sweep. The Phillies win. Now the Braves are two games ahead of the Phillies, and they will travel to San Diego for a three-game series to take on the San Diego Padres. The Padres was leading 5-4, and that game was postponed because of rain. They're going to pick up where they left off in that game. And then they will take on the Padres for a three-game series. After that, they will take on the Phillies for a three-game series, and then the Mets for a three-game series to close out the regular season. I've got my eye on that NL West as the San Francisco Giants lose to the Padres. The Dodgers were able to get a victory as well, and now the Dodgers are one game behind the Giants. This could be problematic for the Dodgers as they are throwing out all their starting pitchers like it's a postseason game. That could come back to haunt them in the postseason. We don't know how good Clayton Kershaw is going to be in the postseason. We don't know if Julio Urias is going to be that game two stopper. All we know is Max Scherzer is probably the most reliable pitcher they have to go into the postseason. And they're not going to have Trevor Bauer. Tony Gonsolin is a fifth starter, so they're not going to utilize him. I do like Walker Bueller, but he was lit up last game. There's a lot of pressure on the Dodgers to repeat as World Series champ. All the experts are picking the Dodgers to win the NL West and eventually win the World Series. But I hate to be biased. I am a Giants fan, and I would like to see the Giants beat the Dodgers in the postseason. They are on a collision course to meet in the division series. The winner of that one-game playoff will take on the number one seed. All right, we did have some football last night. I'm not talking about Appalachian State beating Marshall 31-30, to although that was the, probably the more exciting game. The Carolina Panthers pushed their record to 3-0 for the first time since 2015, and guess what? That was the last time the Panthers went to the Super Bowl. They beat a beat-up Houston Texans team 
24 to 9. It was a very boring game, but the Panthers lost Christian McCaffrey. Don't know how serious his injury is, but they lost their talented first round pick, J.C. Horn, the cornerback out of South Carolina, to a season ending injury. And Tyrod Taylor was not in this game. Deshaun Watson is still not activated. Davis Mills comes in for the Texans. And everybody right now is just making fun of Davis Mills and his long neck. I mean, come on, give the guy a break. I really think Sam Darnold, I don't know what happened in New York, but Adam Gase has to be the worst head coach when it comes to developing quarterbacks because Sam Darnold is a different quarterback in Carolina. 23 for 34, 304 yards. He had a rushing touchdown. DJ Moore, he's been a prolific wide receiver. I still can't believe that the Panthers drafted him above Calvin Ridley. I thought Calvin Ridley was going to be the better wide receiver. It seems like DJ Moore is the better wide receiver. Chubba Hubbard, the talented running back from Oklahoma State. If McCaffrey's going to be out for a while, that might be somebody you want to be uh, picking up on your fantasy team. I don't know, just food for thought. Carolina's 3-0. Their next game will be in Jerry's world as they will take on the Dallas Cowboys. Are the Carolina Panthers for real? Are they one of the top teams in the NFL at 3-0? Or are they pretenders? If you look at their schedule and see who they have beaten, they've beaten the lowly Jets. They've beaten up on the Saints. Actually, that was a pretty good win because I think the Saints are pretty good. And then they beat the Texans on the road without their starting quarterback. So it's going to be tough. I think the Panthers can do it to possibly get into the playoffs. But I'm still convinced that three teams out of the NFC West will make the playoffs, possibly even four, especially if the Arizona Cardinals are for real. Because right now, the Rams, Cardinals, and 49ers are all 2-0 on the season, and the Seattle Seahawks are 1-1. I still think the Seahawks are the favorites to win the NFC West. Those teams will just beat each other up in that division. I'm not going to talk Ryder Cup, but I am going to talk about these upcoming college football games. Starting with tonight, the UNLV Runnin' Rebels will travel to Fresno, really the only place in California where they have passionate college football fans. Fresno State is ranked 22nd in the nation, and I'm really serious about that because I've lived in California, and they don't really care about college football except in Fresno. UNLV has a quarterback named Tate Martell, used to be at Ohio State, used to be at Miami, but UNLV has just been an abysmal football program. I really think that they need to put money into that program and get that going. They've had great players like Randall Cunningham and Icky Woods. They should be better at football. Do better, UNLV. Seriously, you're breaking my heart because I grew up rooting for your basketball team in the early 90s with Larry Johnson and Stacey Ogman, and you can't field a football team, and you're in that stadium where the Raiders play. So come on. Fresno State's favored by 30 points, and they're looking really good. You got Georgia taking on Vanderbilt. Georgia is favored by 35 points. That is the noon kickoff. Vanderbilt, even though they beat Colorado State, they embarrassed themselves in week one by losing to East Tennessee State 23-3. And then last week, they lost to Stanford. And I'm not sure how good Stanford is, but that is embarrassing. The other local teams, you got North Carolina and Sam Howell taking on Georgia Tech at Bobby Dodd Stadium. 
North Carolina is favored by 12 and a half points. And really, that is a showcase for Sam Howell. Even if you're not a Georgia Tech fan, if you are a casual college football fan, that's the game to go to, especially since Georgia's on the road, because you get to see a prolific future NFL quarterback in Sam Howell. That should be fun. You got Alabama taking on Southern Miss. That's at 730. Some Alabama fans were trying to sell their tickets to that game. I don't blame them. Georgia State, who's been spoiler to some big time programs as two years ago they beat Tennessee up in Knoxville. They will travel down 85 to take on Auburn at Jordan Hare Stadium. And Auburn is favored by 27 points. You have Tennessee taking on Florida in the swamp. And Florida is favored by 19 points. The CBS game is Texas A&M taking on Arkansas in Jerry World. And Arkansas is ranked for the first time in five years. But the big game that they have on here, the noon kickoff, the Fox noon kickoff, Notre Dame taking on Wisconsin in Madison, Wisconsin. And Wisconsin is favored by six and a half points. This could have implications if Notre Dame was able to win this game. They are in the driver's seat to get into the college football playoff. Clemson does have a slight test on the road against NC State. We could find out how good Clemson is. Are they pretenders or did they reload and they're still a pretty good football team? LSU taking on Mississippi State. That's always a tricky game. This is actually in Starkville. LSU lost to Mississippi State last year. Mississippi State is still coming off that loss against Memphis not sure why Memphis is not ranked. That's crazy. They're taking on the University of Texas at San Antonio. That game is going to be on the U at 3.30 p.m. Louisville can really bury Florida State. Florida State's 0-3 right now, and Louisville's has an opportunity. They're favored by one and a half points. They have an opportunity to bury Florida State and make them 0-4. Kansas is playing Duke. Wow, that's a great college basketball game, but that's a football game. All right, we got Georgia Southern taking on Louisiana. That's the other local team in Georgia. Looking at some of the other local teams in Georgia, we have West Georgia taking on Shorter University, that program up in Rome. West Georgia is one of the top teams in NCAA Division II. We got Mercer that's traveling on the road to take on Furman. And Kennesaw State's on a bye this week. They will take on Jacksonville State next week. LaGrange College is hosting a game at Callaway Stadium as they will take on UNC Wesleyan. So if you're a college football fan and you live in Columbus, you got two options. You can travel an hour and 20 minutes east to Macon to go see Mercer. Or you can travel up I-185 up to LaGrange and see LaGrange College, which I work in LaGrange. I have ties to LaGrange, and I do support the Panthers of LaGrange College as they did pick up their first win last week over Southern Virginia. So they're back in action at Callaway Stadium. And that is always a good sign. And I do want to give a shout out to Point University. So Point University football team, they are an NAIA program. I mean, they lost their first game to Mercer 69 to nothing. And I mean, that was tough for them. But they're just local team here in West Point, Georgia. The Skyhawks right now are 0-3 on the season. And they will take on Kaiser this weekend. They actually will have homecoming on October the 2nd against St. Andrews. 
That game will be in Valley, Georgia. I was actually at that football stadium in the Valley Sports Complex to see a high school game between Russell County and Valley. Point University plays their home games there. So good luck to the Skyhawks of Point University. Just want to give them some love because they're also a college football team in the area. So good luck to them. High school football... Let me tell you something. It's been crazy. So it's official. The LaGrange and Shaw game has been canceled. It was scheduled for tonight at Kinnett Stadium. This will be a forfeit win for the Grangers, and they are now 5-0. They are in the driver's seat in the region, and they have a big showdown against Carver next week. Carver is 4-1 right now. They're on a bye this week, but Carver is undefeated in region play as well. So that is a collision course to see who is going to be the top team in the region. Of course, the Jordan-Kendrick game is canceled as well. Jordan canceled his entire football season. Not sure if these are going to be forfeit wins for Kendrick, if they're going to pick up their first win due to forfeit. But both teams were going into this game 0-4. The Hardaway-Spencer game that was supposed to be scheduled for Thursday night has been moved to Friday night, and that will be at Kinnett Stadium. They're going to be doing a lot of shuffling, especially since Jordan is not playing football anymore. But last night we had Troop County. It was a close game against Columbus in that first half, but Troop County was able to pull away against the Blue Devils and win the game 38-14. to Troop County is now 4-1 on the season, and they will take on Kendrick next week. We also had Whitewater taking on Northside. Northside, a 5A program in Columbus, Whitewater a 5A program out of Fayetteville. This was a region game, and Whitewater picks up the victory 48-6 over Northside. And Northside drops to 3-1 on the season. That game was played at Connect Stadium. So here are some of the key games here in the region. Remember, we only have two high school stadiums in Columbus. We have one in LaGrange. Tonight in LaGrange at Callaway Stadium, the Cavaliers of Callaway, a 2A program, take their undefeated record to Callaway Stadium to take on Thomas County Central. Callaway is 4-0 on the season, and they look like they're in the driver's seat to possibly repeat as state champs for AA in Georgia State football. Harris County hosts another home game as they will take on Stars Mill, a talented 5A program out of Fayetteville. Of course, you got Hardaway taking on Spencer at Connect Stadium. This is going to be the only game tonight in Columbus that is a 4A contest. Of course, the other games in Columbus, you have Brookstone taking on Whitfield Academy. You have Calvary Christian taking on Notre Dame Academy. St. Anne Pacelli is on a bye this week. So looking over on the other side of the river in East Alabama, the big game, the high school game of the week, is Opelika against Central. Central is one of the top teams in the state of Alabama for 7A. Opelika, one of the top teams for 6A in the state of Alabama. Opelika came off to an 0-2 start after losing to Callaway and their longtime rival Auburn. But then they rattled off three straight region victories in very convincing fashion, especially their last victory over Carver Montgomery. I watched that game on YouTube so I can get more familiar with the Bulldogs because this is a very important game. They're taking on Central this week. Next week, Opelika will take on Russell County. Russell County is on the road in a non-region game 
this week taking on Beauregard. Beauregard is a 5A program, and Russell County is 4-1 on the season. So that is going to be a big game next week between Russell County and Opelika. Some of the other region games, you got Auburn taking on Bob Jones. You got Benjamin Russell taking on Smith Station. Lynette taking on Hanley. Last night in non-region play, Carvin Montgomery defeated Jefferson Davis 21-14. And their next game will be Lee at Montgomery next week at the Cramden Bowl. You got all these high schools, six different high schools in Montgomery that rotate home games at the Cramden Bowl, home to Alabama State, one of the top football stadiums in Montgomery. And then wrapping things up, we got Hurd County. I wanted to give some love to Hurd County because the starting quarterback, Emory Jones for Florida, went to Hurd County. They're going to take on Central of Carrollton. So a very interesting, intriguing matchup. Also, we got Eufaula taking on Stanhope Elmore. Eufaula is going to be the homecoming game for Russell County in a couple of weeks. And some of the teams that have a bye this week, you got Manchester, you got Glenwood, and you got Sydney Lanier, the poets, out there in Montgomery as well. I'm very blessed that I've had the opportunity to be the public address announcer for Russell County football. It has given me the opportunity to network with all these media outlets that have covered high school football for years. This is really the only year that I have gotten super involved with high school football and I've been invested and it has been a privilege. All right, I'm going to go over my NFL picks. Usually what I do, I don't give the score. I just think which team am I leaning towards. I'm going to start from the top. Locally, your Atlanta Falcons, 0-2, coming in to the Meadowlands to take on the New York Giants, who are also 0-2. The matchup I'm looking forward to seeing is, can the Falcons generate a pass rush with Dante Fowler and Grady Jarrett? Because the Giants' O-line is not very good. Is this going to be a coming-out party for Saquon Barkley? And is Daniel Jones going to look like a Pro Bowl quarterback? The Giants can also generate a pass rush with Lorenzo Carter, the former Georgia linebacker. The Giants are favored in this game. And if the Falcons lose this game, we will have lost all faith in Arthur Smith that they can't get up off the mat and this will be a lost season. So this is a must-win game for the Falcons, even though... It's early in the season, but I think they can do it. But if we see the same old Falcons, the Giants are going to win this game. So who am I picking in this game? Eh, I could pick the Falcons. I mean, they can do it. They've got the talent, and I think Matt Ryan is not done yet. I know I was critical of Matt Ryan saying he's finished, but he might have something to prove. The Washington football team, which has come down to four names, but they're still called the football team, they will take on the Buffalo Bills. Don't be fooled. The Buffalo Bills are a very good team. That loss against the Pittsburgh Steelers in week one was just a shocking loss that the Steelers were able to get a special teams touchdown. But Buffalo is really good. Josh Allen is going to lead Buffalo. They don't really have much of a running game. I think the Bills win that one. Justin Fields gets his first NFL start as the Chicago Bears will take on the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland is favored by 7.5. I think the Browns get the victory there, but Fields is going to show something in this game. Baltimore, who got off the mat and they beat the Chiefs last week. We don't know the status of Lamar Jackson and his injury. Detroit is playing at home. They have shown some fight. Dan Campbell likes to bite him in the kneecaps. Maybe that might be the motivation for the Lions to get their first victory of the season. But I think Baltimore is going to be too much with the ground game. And if Lamar Jackson is playing, an 80% Lamar Jackson is better than a Lamar Jackson that doesn't play. So I think the Ravens win that one. 
The Indianapolis Colts might be the best 0-2 team in this league. Actually losing to the Seahawks and losing to the Rams, two talented teams. They're taking on Tennessee in Nashville. It seems like Indy gets up for this type of game. But Tennessee, if they want to have some momentum from that come-from-behind win over the Seahawks, they got something to prove. I think Tennessee wins this one because Derrick Henry is just going to run wild. But that's the matchup I really want to see. That D-line for the Colts and Derrick Henry. And can Ryan Tannehill make some plays if the Colts stop Derrick Henry? This is a very intriguing matchup between the Los Angeles Chargers and the Kansas City Chiefs. I think Justin Herbert in his second year is starting to become a formidable quarterback. Going up against Patrick Mahomes, a division game. The Chargers played them close last year, but I think the Chiefs have too many weapons. Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes is going to get up for this game. You got the Saints and the Patriots. Jameis Winston is just, I'm not sure if he is ready for the spotlight as Bill Belichick has the Saints right where they want him. I think this is going to be a defensive struggle. You got two very talented defenses. The Patriots are favored by three, but the big question is, can Mac Jones overcome some of the obstacles, especially if the Saints shut down their weapons? You got the Bengals taking on the Steelers. Don't be surprised if the Bengals pick up the victory here especially since Ben Roethlisberger, it just doesn't seem like he is the quarterback he once was five years ago. And I think the Bengals could win because Joe Burrow is a pretty good quarterback. Joe Mixon, good running back. Jamar Chase starting to come around. This is a definite mismatch. The Arizona Cardinals taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Cardinals are 2-0. The Jaguars are 0-2. I think Urban Meyer is just not ready to be an NFL head coach. He is just overwhelmed. He actually had a quote saying it's like playing Alabama every single week because all these teams are just talented. And the Jaguars don't have a whole lot of talent. Trevor Lawrence has struggled his first two games. Another mismatch game, you got the Jets taking on the Broncos. Don't look now, but the Broncos look really good. Teddy Bridgewater is leading the way. Their defense is stout, although they lost Bradley Chubb to injury. But the New York Jets, Zach Wilson has made a lot of mistakes. Another game, which I'm not sure if the Raiders are a convincing 2-0, if they are a legit team. The Dolphins can be sneaky. They play the Raiders tough. I think the Dolphins could get the victory here. We're not sure if Tua Tagovailova is going to play. Jacoby Brissett is going to be the starting quarterback. And I think the Dolphins might get the victory here, but it could go either way. The game of the week is the Fox NFL game of the week. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to SoFi Stadium to take on the Los Angeles Rams. This is a preview of the NFC Championship game, in my opinion. Tom Brady is looking better than ever at 44. He has not skipped a beat. The Buccaneers have all 22 starters back. Although their defense struggled in the first two games, it is strength on strength. Aaron Donald, who faced Brady in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, going up against that talented offensive line. And then the Rams offense with Matthew Stafford going up against that Buccaneers defense which has been depleted. This could be a shootout between two talented quarterbacks and two offensive-minded head coaches. Another good game a lot of people aren't really talking about are the Seattle Seahawks going up and taking on the Minnesota Vikings. Another talented 0-2 team. Kirk Cousins almost led the Vikings back in that game against the Cardinals. 
However, the Vikings kicking woes, which they have a history of kicking woes against the Seahawks in the playoffs. So the Seahawks, they usually bounce back after these losses. So I think they're going to win that one. And then the Sunday night game that I am really looking forward to. I know I've heard some of the experts saying that Aaron Rodgers is just going to play out of his mind. The 49ers are too banged up at running back. They don't have a lot of depth at the cornerback position. I think this would be a perfect game for Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams to just do whatever they want with the football. But if the 49ers are a team for real, this is their first home game at Levi Stadium with fans in almost two years. The 49ers should win this game. But it is going to be exciting. I can't wait to see this game. And let's see about the health of the running backs. Trey Sermon might be a go. He might clear concussion protocol. But Elijah Mitchell might not even play. So that might be problematic for the San Francisco 49ers. And the Monday night game is the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Dallas Cowboys. If the Cowboys are for real, if they are the team that is expected to win the NFC East, they need to win this game in Dallas. Because I'm not 100% sure if the Eagles are a formidable team, a top team in the NFC East. Well, there you go. That's my football picks. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. And before I close this show on a serious note, I want to remember the passing of just such a great guy. Tony Lambert. He was the starting small forward for Freed Harbin University when I was the play-by-play announcer for the team back when I was in college from 1999 to 2001. He played a couple years before I got there, but he was a four-year player at Freed Harmon. He was one of the top players, and I just wanted to dedicate this show to him that he will be missed. I pray for the Lambert family. I pray for the Freed Harmon Athletic Department family and all his friends and people that touched his life and supported him after basketball because it wasn't really about basketball he was just a great human being I appreciated him being friendly to me and allowing me to interview him when I wrote for the school newspaper and I also appreciated having the opportunity to call his name during the radio broadcast if you want to listen to that radio broadcast it actually is on my Facebook page as I shared it off of YouTube. It took place in his final season at Freed Hardman. It was in February of 2001. Freed Hardman was taken on Martin Methodist, which also featured the late Desmond Allison in that game. And that game was near and dear to my heart. That was one of the most exciting games I ever called when I was at Freed Hardman. And I was very fortunate that I was able to see such an exciting player that Tony Lambert was. He really was a very good perimeter player, a dominant scorer, and he will be missed. And uh, Tony, this is for you. I'm going to miss you, buddy. All right, that is all the time I have on the show. I want to thank all my listeners that have downloaded and subscribed to my podcast. Make sure that you leave a comment on the subscribers page and tell me what you want to hear on this podcast. This podcast is not just about me. It's about you, the listeners. And I know that it's centered around the Columbus market in West Georgia, but I can get into any detail that you want me to get into. And if you're also interested in being a guest, 
just drop a line on my Facebook page. Send me a message. We could coordinate that and we can get some very exciting episodes going. This podcast is only going to grow and grow more as I've been doing this podcast for almost two years now. In January of 2022, it will be two years. So that is a big milestone for me. I hope that everybody has a great weekend. Enjoy the weekend of watching football. And I will talk to you Monday. Bye, everybody. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.